0: Let's go to a group that could use some firm footing. That is the SPAC category. After a flashy debut at the end of 2020 and beginning of 21, the group has been one of the worst performing pockets of the markets. David Sherman joins us, founder and portfolio manager at Crossing Bridge Advisors. David, from what I understand, your team specializes in a lot of different types of investments, but including SPACs, but also looking at short-duration assets. So walk me through, firstly, how you guys look at the market right now at Crossing Bridge.
1: So we, uh, we uh, focus on short-term credit opportunities, as well as high-yield opportunities and value opportunistic credit opportunities. Uh, today, we believe that the Fed will uh, move the, the yield curve similar to what it was pre-COVID in 2019. And if the Fed doesn't do it, the market's going to do it for
0: them. <laughs> okay. So where does that mean in terms of where you want to be for credit? When you talk about the bond market doing it for them, does that mean yields moving to the upside or uh, something different?
1: Well, as you know, as yields move up and the curve flattens, which is what's likely to happen at our current uh, opinion at the moment, uh, it means that prices go down. And if prices go down, similar to last year, the only uh, real asset classes in fixed income that were up were uh, high-yield, non-investment-grade bonds uh, in the fixed income space. And similar this year, uh, we think the only uh, fixed income asset class that's likely to do well are either super-short-duration Above uh, expected yields that are currently in that space or uh, high yield.
0: Hmm. Now, super short duration, what kind of businesses typically do you find in that category of debt or what type of exposure do those uh, very short duration instruments bring you to?
1: So, short duration to me is anything that sort of has a duration of two or less. So, it could be a three year bond. Um, But the area that I think is really interesting from a opportunity standpoint for people are SPACs, and I'm talking about SPACs where you don't roll it into a transaction. I'm talking about before they merge.
0: Interesting, so before they, once you've actually got the acquisition company listed, before they formally make the deal, uh, you just buy the stock, or you're saying in your case you like the credit in that scenario?
1: So I look at pre-merger SPACs, SPACs that have not closed on a business transaction. As a stock that really is fixed income like, mm, okay. effectively you have a you have a stock that's trading. Uh, typically today, it's trading below a trust value. So there's a collateral trust sitting in T bills for the benefit of shareholders. And when they announce the deal, and then they go to close the deal, those shareholders of the SPAC can choose not to participate. They can say, "Hey, I'll redeem uh, for cash at that pro rata trust account." So if you buy something at let's say below ten dollars and there's $10, or in many cases now, more than $10 in trust. You're getting that cash uh, by redeeming. You vote to redeem uh, when, they, when they go to close a business transaction. So the key here is not to roll into the deal, but to find those yield opportunities mm. where you're buying it uh, at a discount to the collateral trust. And remember, all SPACs have a liquidation date, typically two years or less. A lot of them right now are sitting at one year less. So you can buy a lot of SPACs with a one-year or less liquidation date where if they close a deal before one year, you make a higher return because you're going to redeem and you're buying them at a discount.
0: Okay, so this is a pretty active trade. You're going in and out of the market for this. This requires some pretty nimble active management, it sounds like.
1: Well, actually, anyone can do it. Uh, Using an active manager probably will uh, be smarter and also – prevent you from making mistakes. If you miss that redemption date, uh, that could be a very costly mistake. We have an ETF, the Crossing Bridge Pre-Merger SPAC ETF, SPC is the symbol, SPAC without a vow. So we'll buy these SPACs at or below trust value. We sell off the warrants of their units to create the stock at a discount. Hmm. And then we, we say in the prospectus, we're going to sell them or we're going to redeem them, but we're not going to roll into these deals. That's a whole different decision. That's an equity decision. We're in the bond business.
0: Well, SPC certainly has been a better way to get exposure to the industry over the last three months, just looking uh, from your returns in this strategy compared to uh, the decline and the pain that's been in the actual SPAC businesses. Uh, so certainly uh, that's going for it right now, as we see on the chart. How does this uh, change based on business to business? Or is this just the way the, the mechanics of the SPAC mergers create an alpha opportunity or does it really depend by business like do you still want to pick and choose the businesses for which you get the pre-merger exposure or have you just found a way to basically use the process to extract premium
1: so it's really both but in the most simple terms it's just an arbitrage okay buying buying these SPACs there's a ton of them all trading at and letting that discount amortize to the liquidation date, or if they announce a deal sooner, uh, selling it uh, and getting that discount amortized quickly. So there's 694 SPACs, of which 579 are still looking for targets. There's $186 billion uh, of the market. So there's plenty of opportunity. People can take their TD Ameritrade account and just go pick SPACs. The issue will be they need to know how much is in the trust, what the liquidation date is and what they're paying, and then they need to do a present value calculation of what's the return with their HP 12C or their Excel sheet. Uh, They can download that information from SPACinformer.com, it's a website we provide to people, Hmm. uh, it's an affiliate of ours, uh, and get the data for free. Um, The problem is they have to make sure that they don't miss the redemption dates. If they miss the redemption dates, they're going to end up rolling into a deal they may not want to own and end up owning an equity as opposed to a bond-like instrument. Right. But the other issue is, but, you know, they can do that. The other thing is we think that people that spend their time in this market, such as ourselves, we are one of the, you know, I think one of the 100 largest players in the space, um, I think that gives us a, 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 an ability to assess what might be better opportunities than others. But it is something just from a top-down basis, people can participate in their own TD Ameritrade accounts.
0: Really uh, love that point. And then the alternative, of course, uh, being your ETF in which you're doing the legwork for us.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I tell people they can download the database from SPAC Informer. It's pretty simple. It's not a fancy database, but it works. You know, and it's sort of like being a fisherman where they can pay retail and go to the fish store and we'll do it for them.
0: Do you you expect the uh, arbitrage opportunity to be there as long as SPACs are, or will other players figure this out and uh, the premium will uh, uh, be withdrawn?
1: So we've been involved in SPACs since 2005. The market's moved quite a bit around. But the opportunity has always been there, um, some more than others. The only time where the opportunity sort of disappeared is when the world got overly excited about SPACs and treated it like a meme stock. And that was what I call the Labor Day, the St. Patrick's Day period uh, of 2020 2021. But, you know, the discounts have always been there. And you have a lot of hedge funds participating in leverage. So if anything, the spreads are going to stay there because those hedge funds are borrowing money and they want to make a spread. So if the fact spreads don't stay there and you're long the portfolio, that means you're going to make – money sooner, right? Because your your mm-hmm. yield's going to compress. It's going to go lower, which means your prices will go up. And meanwhile, you got the hedge funds who have a demand of how much they need to make in a SPAC in order to keep their leverage on.
0: Makes sense. Uh, really interesting stuff, David. Appreciate you bringing it to our attention. Very cool. Uh, have a great day. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. You got it. David Sherman joins us from Crossing Bridge Advisors. SPC without the A, SPAC, the pre-SPAC credit fund. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. All right.